matter of time, I suppose. Welcome to Watchmen Minute, where we're discussing the movie Watchmen from 2009 by Zack Snyder, one minute at a time. I'm Eric Nash. I'm Travis Bow from the Real Comic Heroes podcast. And I'm Harper Harris from The Thing Minute. Ooh, glad to have you with us, Harper. Yeah, I'm glad you guys invited me. Yeah. So uh, this uh, minute, number 26, uh, starts with Adrian ending the conversation with a hand holding a microphone and ends with Dan watching or warning Adrian about the mass killer. Not watching, warning. <laughs> so there's, there's already enough watching in this minute yeah. or in this movie. <laughs> It's like the difference between a tornado watch and a tornado warning. No one really knows the difference, but <laughs> I always forget which one is which, which is probably not good. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not warn men. Yeah, <laughs> we've got uh, a little bit of Matthew Good here as Adrian um, wrapping up his kind of interview where he's kind of leading the questions. Uh, I, I really like what Matthew Good is doing as Adrian. Um, he's got a he's really good at playing the thoughtful billionaire, um, where he looks concerned and he looks genuine, and it it kind of reminds me of what other actors have done with the role of uh, Bruce Wayne and Batman. Mm. So he's he's really got a good Bruce Wayne vibe here um, that I really dig. Right before he kind of as he's ending this interview. Yeah, there are a lot of um I was thinking about it actually that a lot of the actors in this movie were people I hadn't seen in anything before but have mm. since become a lot of my kind of favorite performers in a lot of different movies. Um Matthew Good's definitely one of those. He's been in a lot of stuff I really like but but I definitely did not know him going into this movie I don't think. Okay. I do like his performance a lot as Ozymandias, but I my only question is what is his what's his accent supposed to be in this movie? He's he's supposed to be like subverting a German accent, I believe. Like he's like maybe his parents were German and maybe he grew up in Germany, but you know came to America and is trying to kind of squash that that heritage down a little bit to seem more nondescript. Um, I don't know. I think yeah. that's that's kind of what I've read and. Um, I came across something. I, I, I know I read it just a, a few days ago. That uh, yeah, there is an issue, bit a bit a bit of an issue with him, uh, kind of uh, not sticking with the accent throughout the movie. Yeah, <laughs> I don't but, ever uh, really yeah, notice a problem yeah, with. I his... can't say I noticed it myself, but this is the only time I really noticed the accent really at all. Just the, just because it's the first time you see him, and I, uh, it made me think of it like. I don't think I really noticed it like watching the whole movie through, but just watching this scene really closely, I was like, oh, that's kind of an odd accent. I'm not sure if I can place it. Because <laughs> he's, what, Irish? I mean, the actor, Matthew Good, oh. I think is Irish. So he's doing, he's playing an American with a slight German accent. So that's, <laughs> it's a lot of like, if you think about it, that's a lot of work to, to keep that all straight uh, yeah. from scene to scene. And, so, And then for the character itself, though, um, there are the uh uh i don't know if we've <laughs> if we're ever going to really get into it more in depth but the idea that he is kind of it's kind of the bruce wayne thing at least in some some stories um where he's traveled the world a good bit right you know, kind of on mm -hmm. his own ish it, it very much is similar to to some stuff that certainly has been put out about bruce wayne but um uh, so, so and, and how much that can affect your your accent is <laughs> pretty debatable yeah and i think as the yeah. 
you know, he built himself into made himself into a billionaire um, through his company and everything. So I think as a you know CEO, president of a, of a company, I think there's some desire there to kind of hide your history and not seem too ethnic you know, or too mm. uh, like un-American. Yeah, yeah. I think there's some of that too. Like he just wants to present himself as this all-American kind of guy, I think. So. so I know in the book there was there was discussion about you know, he was so physically fit and maybe he participated in the Olympics or trained for the Olympics or something like that. Um, like he was at least Olympian level, you know, physical fitness and everything. So on top of being this, you know, genius, successful businessman kind of thing. And then back to the actor, um, I did just look it up, and and it's it's he's close to Ireland, <laughs> it's, you know, it's kind of that Liverpool Liverpool like thing, but not from Liverpool, from uh, Devon, okay, um, hmm. or however you might pronounce that. Um, so so it's understandable that some people that you can think that uh, if, if, I don't know that I've heard the real actor or you know talk, <laughs> heard his real accent, yeah. Yeah, I think most of the stuff I've seen him in, he yeah. just kind of plays it with an American yeah. accent. But okay. um, <laughs> thinking about uh, a character trying to kind of hide a German accent makes me think of uh, Dr. Strangelove and <laughs> Peter, Peter Sellers in that. Um, it'd yeah. be interesting to see Ozymandias and, you know, taking it, <laughs> taking it that far. <laughs> that's great. Huh, that's, and that won't be our only uh, like connection to Dr. Strangelove in this movie, <laughs> given the, uh, the war room that we see uh, much later. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so I kind of have a running thing here of adding adding locations to the uh, the Watchmen Minute walking tour of New York, mm-hmm. and I'm uh, just trying to figure out kind of where things are based on uh, the surrounding you know, buildings and everything. So we've got Adrian like looking looking south or sort of south mm-hmm. here out his window, and you can see the Twin Towers, and then I think to his left you see the Empire State Building. So just quickly looking at a map, um, I, I think Adrian's building is somewhere just north of 34th Street between 6th and 5th Avenue. Listeners can help uh, pinpoint that later on. That's cool. I wonder if yeah. there was any thought behind that or if it's just like, hey, we can see both the Empire State Building and the World Trade Center from that location. <laughs> I don't know. Um, there's a bit earlier in the movie in uh, Eddie's apartment where you can see reflections and you can see you know the Chrysler Building and um, Empire State Building, and then it, and it actually backs up and you can actually see Adrian's building as well. So hmm. they're actually pretty close together, really. Uh, Dan and Adrian's buildings here. So yeah, the the other big note I had on this one was that. Um... I was looking through the pages of the comic that kind of correlate with this. And I, I, I always think about, um, when I think about this movie, I always think that there's only one really big difference. Obviously with the ending, there's a pretty major difference with the comic and the movie, but, um, I was surprised how many little changes there were. Cause I always feel like this is the movie is like super, very, very accurate to the comic and in a lot of ways it is, but sure. Um, yeah, like this scene in particular, I know was pretty different in that it's Rorschach that goes to visit um, Adrian instead of yeah. uh, Dan, which is a pr- pretty different kind of scene, obviously. <laughs> um, but the the question I didn't think about it until I was rewatching the minutes this morning. Since that's the case, how do uh, how do Ozymandias and um, Night Owl know each other's identities? Is that some- I don't remember if that's something that's ever brought up in the comic or not. 
Yeah, I don't know. Um, well, well, we know how everyone knows Adrian. Yeah, sure. Is, but, but so yeah, so even more pointed, the real question would be then, how does Adrian know dance? And That's I'm, good. I mean, I guess he's the smartest man on earth, so he just <laughs> yeah. figured it out. But <laughs> Okay, yeah. But then does he know Rorschach's identity? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anyone, mm-hmm. virtually no one does. The line that confuses me is uh, of Adrian's, you know, where he says it's obviously occurred to Rorschach that we're the only ones who know each other's identities. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I, I'm not sure why it's obvious to Rorschach. That yeah. line just kind of confuses me. It, it, I don't know where that's coming from. Well, mm-hmm. and it, it seems like most mm-hmm. of them know each other's identities. I think they, they know Lori's, like yeah. right? Yeah, Lori's is, is – she's an open – I mean not an open book, but she's, you know – her identity has never been a secret. Yeah, if it's not public, it's, it's yeah. certainly known to at least them. Um, yeah. I feel like the comedian is a secret. I mean it's – it's Yeah, you know, government secret. But, but known to the government, <laughs> Yeah, essentially. Uh, Rorschach's is a secret, and then I guess to some degree Dan is probably like the next – that no one else really knows. But mm-hmm. I guess with him, maybe he just, you know, they've worked together. Maybe he's confided in, in Ozymandias at some point in their past and, and said, oh, by the way, my name's Dan. I, I don't know. But. <laughs> well, if, if Dan knows that Adrian is the smartest man in the world, then, <laughs> he, yeah. he, you know, Dan being fairly smart himself, I would say, he could just say, "Okay, well, he's going to figure it out." Or something. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. not, I'm not that closed off, but I'm pretty closed off. But mm. I'm going to keep busy. You know, I think it also goes to like you know Hollis Mason and and the first night owl, and I I think there's things that probably could, you know, help Adrian figure it out. You know, with just enough other <laughs> investigating <laughs> deducement. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then and then you know the the, the you know Dan has come here as Dan Rorschach. <laughs> Uh, in costume, so to speak, uh, goes to see in in the book, you know, and that's, yeah. I think that's that's a you know, I mean, Dan didn't come here as Night Owl, you know, mm-hmm. they could have gone that route maybe, but to to do what you're set talking about, to to continue to keep his identity secret, if that was in something that someone thought enough about, mm-hmm. I would think Zack Snyder would have thought enough about that <laughs> since he made this change as well. Anyway, yeah. but I think they definitely, mm-hmm. you know, they want to maintain that he's. Uh, Making a conscious effort not to put the costume back on and everything. So, oh yeah, that's that's that's, that's a good point. Yeah, um, right. Yeah, I don't know why they changed it. Maybe it was. I, I want to say like maybe because we want to make Dan the main char- main character that we follow and yeah. want to make it kind of his investigation at this point. But even saying that, like this movie isn't any one character's. You know, it it follows Rorschach for quite a quite a bit um dan is a main character for a lot of it then we got the big chunk you know with where we're following with john so like everyone kind of gets their time you know in this movie even mm-hmm. like you know comedian is essentially throughout the entire movie you know like he's kind of the the linchpin almost or yeah. you know definitely kicks off the movie and then he's, he's sprinkled throughout the entire story yeah, the comedian and the intruder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which we're still we're still being pretty mum about. Yeah, <laughs> but. but yeah, you're. I mean, you're right. I guess uh, when I think about it, I mean, you're right that every character does kind of get their own kind of section of the movie and and their own kind of storyline that plays throughout the whole thing. But I guess probably Dan is probably the one you're supposed to kind of identify with the most, probably just because yeah. he's 
you know, I mean, you probably get equal amounts of time with Dr. Manhattan and Rorschach, but for obvious reasons, they're less, uh, you know, easy to identify with probably. I hope yeah. so for Rorschach. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, so maybe maybe this was kind of a conscious effort to mm. kind of... It's interesting because I, I've, I've got some notes about it in tomorrow's minute, or uh, maybe 28, that, um, you know, there are some definite reasons to really dislike Rorschach. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so he's not, you know, even though in, in a lot of ways, too, you know, looking at the story as a whole, he's kind of the most important character, maybe. Mm. Um, uh, it, Dan is easier to, uh, to swallow. <laughs> yeah. And, and even like that makes me think about the fact that Dan is kind of the most human. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Adrian is like this near superhuman level fitness. He's he's not someone that any of us are have a lot of uh, similarities to, I guess. You know, Lori is born and bred a, a adventurer. Comedian was a basically a hitman. You know, government agent. You know, Rorschach is obviously, you know, has some issues. And then you've got Dan here who's uh, – and then obviously like Dr. Manhattan is superhuman. So Dan is kind of the only one that really take away the, the outfit. He's just a guy. And when we, you know, meet the guy, we've we, I guess we've met him, uh, you know, in his real life before this. So we've seen that he's just kind of lives alone and he's kind of retired and – so he's kind of easiest person to relate to, I guess. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, it's interesting in your rundown there that um, it's really it seems like to me like Doctor Manhattan is the next most though. If you were to take away his <laughs> super abilities, <laughs> right? Pre pre that, say you know, I mean, he was actually you know similar to Dan and somewhere between Dan and Adrian maybe in, in, in intelligence. You know, to be lo- working where he does, where we'll find out <laughs> he works. Right. I do think uh, – I, I think we're we're kind of missing out on a great little scene of Rorschach playing with uh, Ozymandias' action figures. That, <laughs> that would have been great, you know, a great visual in the movie. But it's probably not enough of a reason to translate the book to the movie accurately. But hmm. Yeah, that whole scene in the comic is Rorschach's main kind of – the whole conversation really steers towards the fact that he's kind of um, – talking about how much Adrian sold out and used his used all his <laughs> yeah. abilities and, and everything basically to just make a toy empire, which, mm-hmm. you know, I, I can't remember if they go, I don't think they go into it super deeply in the movie. I don't remember if they do in the comic, but I'm curious how, you know, there's a point later in the movie where, um, where Adrian says like he could buy out all these oil companies, which means he must yeah. be the most wealthy man on the planet, like by, by a huge stretch. And I'm curious what all he's done to make that money because I don't think like pe- the guy who like, you know, started Hasbro toys is probably the richest man on earth or anything mm. like that in the comic. Well, they mostly talk about his image being the main thing. Yeah. We also know that he runs the, you know, Vite or uh, he runs nostalgia, like just that perfume right. line is, is all him. So he's got, he's, you know, diversified in, in a bunch of different areas, I guess, from, from toys to, uh, perfumes and um, I guess we don't know at this point that he's working on well he's mentioned in this interview that he's working on working with Dr. Manhattan for mm-hmm. you know for energy breakthroughs yes. and things like that so government contracts good money yeah yeah <laughs> but we'll get a big uh, exposition you know backstory from from Adrian uh, much later mm-hmm. 
I think one last thing to point out, if we're kind of winding down, um, the, uh, the newspaper that uh, mm, yeah that uh, who was that? Let's looking at that. Wait, Dan. Who's is it? Dan. Okay. Yeah, because he was standing there with the toys. <laughs> but um, uh, so it's the New York Gazette again. You know, it's been very common. But uh, this this headline says on this on this issue says uh, doomsday clock at five to midnight. Mm-hmm. And then underneath it, uh, scientists fear imminent nuclear threat. I'm not sure if it's the same newspaper that blows by um, when we first meet Rorschach. Mm. Uh, I think it is. It's definitely a very similar headline if it is. I know mm. it said something about Doomsday. Um, so they were they knew we were looking at this a minute at a time and, and <laughs> right. brought it back. So that way we yeah. can actually see what it says versus the <laughs> one that's yeah. blown by is just way too quick. Yeah. That was nice of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like the I think I like the Doomsday Clock thing as a um you know, it's a good you know, piece of uh, storytelling device, I guess, you know, yeah. and, and that carries pretty closely over from the comic, obviously too. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, obviously now, I don't know if you guys have brought it up, but now there's a, a new comic book coming out called the doomsday clock. That's basically a, I think it's, I've, I've read the first issue. I haven't gotten into the second one yet, but I think it's like uh, kind of a sequel to Watchmen slash bringing Watchmen into the DC universe, which is right. Uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I've read the first one as well. Uh, have not read the second one. Um, yeah. I, I think Eric, have you? Yeah, you've read I, I just two? yeah, we're yeah, we've just been talking about it yeah. pre-recording. Uh, yeah, Doomsday Clock number two is uh, just one one read through it because I think I did yeah. like four or five for the first first issue. <laughs> so I might have to go out. And... It's it's good. It's it's yeah. got some stuff in there that's uh, whoa nice. Hmm. Um, anything else for the for the overall minute? I don't think I had anything. I, I want some of those action figures. But oh, otherwise. me too. Yeah, <laughs> they're and they're so nice because they're they're movie quality. You know, it's not like the action figures. I mean, the action figures you get now are pretty good, but you know, usually they're you know the store bought ones are, are not as like high quality as as what you see on a movie. Yeah, it was the last minute on Friday that we uh, saw the close-up. Yeah, most mm. close-up take on it. Get Similar whole, to whole display. What, what you see in uh, in the comic. Yeah, uh, Rorschach doing his stuff, and then there's even the back matter stuff mm-hmm. that has uh, some some takes on uh, what's going on with those toys. Yeah. All right. I think uh, unless anyone has anything else, uh, we will. Kind of use this uh, end of the episode to get to know Harper a little bit, and why don't you tell us a little bit about kind of kind of your show and and where you're from? Sure. Um, so I'm uh, I'm actually just finishing up. Uh, by the time this comes out, it will probably be over. Um, the Thing Minute podcast, which is about uh, John Carpenter's 1982 science fiction horror masterpiece, The Thing. Uh, which is one of my all-time favorite movies. I'm a, I'm a big horror buff, and I, I usually credit The Thing as being the movie that got me into horror movies. So um, when I was thinking about starting my own Movies by Minutes show, that was the one that uh, that really stuck out to me and, and ended up uh, going through with it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that has gone really well, and I'm, I'm wrapping that up. And then um, you can also find me on the Geek Rex podcast or at geekrex.com. Um, I work with a couple, couple of my buddies that we've been doing this for a long time, um, probably four or five years at this point, um, doing a podcast and uh, and a movie reviews and comic reviews and things like that on the website. So on that one, we don't have like a, a set theme. We just kind of uh, every every week or <laughs> lately it's been a little less than weekly. But, um, <laughs> you know, when, when we can, we get together and talk about, you know, any kind of interesting movies that have come out or, or comics or 
big, you know, kind of nerd culture stuff that's going on. Um, so that, that's a lot of fun too. And it just covers a lot of kind of different topics, but, uh, yeah, nice. those are the two that I'm on right now. Oh, and, cool. you know, I'm, I may be doing another minute show at some point in the future, but I haven't, I haven't decided what I'm going to do yet. So we'll, awesome. we'll see. And that was uh geek Rex, like mm-hmm. a car wreck kind of, uh, like a, like a, a T-Rex. T-Rex. Oh, yeah. geek Rex. Okay. Yeah. It's a little, it's a little nerd dinosaur. That's the logo. Gotcha. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. Well, all right. Um, can you come back on uh, Tuesday? Uh, we'll see. I'll do my best. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we will definitely be back on Tuesday for Minute 27. Who watches the Watchmen? We, we do. do. Watchmen are over. No, no.